you get the full spectrum of Northwest Montana sports. Only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Now, back to the Knock on Sports and Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back here as we talk more NCAA tournament. We talk Montana sports betting with the man that knows it all when it comes to Montana sports betting. It is Matt Kiwi joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Matt, hope you're doing well, man, and uh, thanks again for coming on the show tonight. Always fun to come on with you, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Well, Matt, before we jump into some college basketball and Montana sports betting, I want to get your thoughts on this because this was pretty big, you know. Uh, looking at uh, some things going on in baseball, Hira hit a home run off Walker Bueller and the Dodgers the other day. Brewers have won a couple against the Dodgers already. So I, I just want to get your thoughts on that. How are you dealing with that? Because I think the Brewers are a real contender. Well, I'm ready to call off the season now, actually. Um, you can trade Trevor Bauer, maybe. He's still got some value left. Maybe get off of Bueller's contract. Um, I'm, I think I'm ready to throw in the towel. Maybe once it, I don't know if I can sit through 162 games of this. <laughs> Between you, Riley, and Sean, I, I can only imagine how much Dodgers baseball I'm going to have to deal with this summer. That's going to be interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Oh, we'll get our fair share. I guarantee you that. I have no doubts. Uh, <laughs> Matt joining us right now. Matt, something else I want to get your thoughts on on social media. And you were the Montana Gambler, I believe, on social media was talking about this. And uh, you mentioned this up as well is the odds. And, and we talked about this during the football season. And we've talked about this numerous times and how frustrating this is because we've seen on a couple of occasions it's both minus it's like two favorites there's no way for for people to win it seems like with these odds and it seems very frustrating once again it is and and we'll get to this a little bit later when i give you you know my favorite bet of the weekend we got a a team here usc on the money line it's minus 145 and see the figure morgan's probably like oh i don't know plus 110 plus 115 plus 120 um, with USC at that number, but Oregon is also minus 108. So you got to lay either way. And then um, seems like the odds have also crept up, uh, not the odds, but the juice has also crept up on the point spread again. Like not not only for the NCAA tournament, but also on the NBA. For the NBA, it seems like minus 125. You know, across the board has become the new norm. Which you know, whatever. I mean, we've talked about it. Um, Montana small businesses and the like uh, can benefit if they have the kiosks. And so, when they, you know, when there's more pieces of pie to divvy out, you know, someone's got to pay for it, and that's going to be it. Well, what does that do, though? Because, I mean, it feels like we don't win in that regard. It feels like there is no one. Is there a way to for us, the, the person, to try and win with these kind of odds? Well, the short answer is no. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, I guess you just because, I mean, when you're looking for an edge, you, you want to be able to win, you know, 55 to 60 percent of the time. That's your expectation. And with minus 125 here, uh, I believe when I, uh, I'm not, not, not your math whiz that you, you want doing a math, arithmetic in his head, but I think at minus 125, I'm almost positive that needs to, your win rate needs to be over 60 percent, which is. Like, if you can win over 60%, you can pretty much retire mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas. So, um, or, 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 I mean, retire at a young age. It's just unheard of. So, 
Right. Um, unless these uh, computer models, you know, get a lot more efficient and the book's algorithms get much less efficient in the near future, which is surely not the latter surely won't happen. So um, you just got to kind of have fun with it if you're doing it uh, through these betting kiosks and through the Montana Sports Bet app or Sports Bet Montana. Matt, uh, something else I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, you know, I, I kind of regret here. I kind of wish I would have put some money on Oral Roberts last weekend. Uh, but with a lot of upsets, what did you think about that in the NCAA tournament? So I've been going back and forth in my mind here, and I've decided you know, it's kind of a combination of two things. Obviously, there were teams who are underseeded. You know, Greg talked about it in the previous segment, like Loyola Chicago. I think they were number nine on Ken Palm, and they got a number nine seed in the tournament. And then um, I've been banging my fists on the table, yelling about Oregon this whole time. I don't know how you lose it. Pac-12 and only lose six games and you get a seven seed. Um, but then you also have the committee who, they, they know what we, what, what we want to see. We want to see crazy upsets. And so they're going to pit these teams with, with clashing styles against each other. And, you know, somebody told me maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I, I don't think I am because there's so many of these instances that it can't just be a coincidence. You know, like uh, we have Oral Roberts, the, who has the num- number one scorer in the nation, um, Max Abmus, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've heard it a million times, I should know. Um, but, yeah, the nation's leading scorer going up against the Big Ten's, you know, one of their worst defenses. And then you got Abilene Christian, a team that, creates you know by far the most turnovers in the country going up against the most turnover prone team in the big 12 and then i mean there's more examples that we talked about uh last week at ohio virginia the way the pack line defense doesn't match up well against you know um ohio's lineup against creighton you at ucsb and then there were other games you know that the favorite won, but it was still a grind with Liberty and Oklahoma State and Eastern Washington versus Kansas. And so I think that's actually, you know, the committee kind of doing a good job in terms of treating us to, to exciting games in the first round with, with teams that seem like they should be a mismatch but are not. Let me get your thoughts on this, Matt, because when you look at it, Loyola Chicago playing Illinois, uh, after the fact, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Loyola Chicago definitely should have been a higher seed. And I get that. Uh, but I think a lot of people also had more expectations for Illinois. Uh, another one I look at is like Abilene Christian uh, beating Texas in that first round. Uh, you know, Syracuse continuing to upset people. I don't get it with Syracuse. Uh, but when we see those types of games, does it kind of make you wish we can go back and, and kind of get the, the the juice out of the squeeze on those games? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, you got a team like Oregon State who who during this stretch, I'm reading here. Uh, I don't know if you follow uh, Jordan Majewski. Uh, um, the college basketball writer. And he noted that Oregon State during this run has shot 45 for 107 from three. And, and that's remarkable. And, and, and the question across the board for teams like this is, you know, can they keep this up? And for teams like Loyola Chicago, you know, the question is, can they keep playing this kind of defense? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, can Oregon State and Oral Roberts keep shooting the lights out? Um, you know, it's TBD, get, uh, um, depending on the night. 
Matt, uh, something else that you talked about in your column today uh, that you released, and then I want to get your thoughts on this, because we've talked about this before when I've asked you when it comes to the NFL, and we even talked about this last week getting ready for this tournament, is trying to find those trends. And have we really learned anything through the first two rounds? So I've come to the conclusion and found myself at peace with realizing that (laughs) – I kind of don't, I don't know, I don't know what, what to make of any of this. And I think that's fine. Um, you know, is the Pac-12 just, you know, the super powerhouse conference is heads and shoulders better than everyone by a huge margin? You know, probably not. Is the Big Ten the worst conference in the history of the world? Um, probably not. And so, but, you know, especially in this, in this tournament, this year is unique in that between second and third round, we have so much time off. And so we got all the, we got people, you know, making memes, writing about stuff. You know, I've shared my fair share of Bill Walton memes about the PAC 12 and um, possibly even started a a change.org petition to get him on the broadcast for Oregon USC. But I digress. Um, You know, we've had all this time to like make all these stories um, in our head and like basically turn them into fact. When in reality, you know, the Big Ten, maybe they were a little overrated. And maybe the Pac-12, yeah, they were a little underrated. But they're probably not what we're making them out to be. And so in the betting market, I think if we look at the line moves here, we can probably take advantage of instances where the, where the lines have moved based on severe overreaction. Well, speaking of those lines moving, Matt, what have you seen? What's the maybe most drastic line you've seen move this week? So one that fits into this narrative that I'm discussing, I didn't talk about it in my column because um, because of the, the Isaiah Livers injury condition that's been talked about. But you got Michigan, Florida State, and um, you know it's been talked about again and again and again. You know, uh, Michigan's the last Big Ten team. Isaiah Livers is out. They're they're limping along. Blah 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 blah. Um, but this line opened Michigan minus six, and it's been bet all the way down to I think Florida. State or Michigan minus two and a half. And, you know, what's changed mm-hmm. <laughs> since that opener? Right. Is, uh, other, other than, you know, people just beating up on the Big Ten. And so, uh, and the reason, the only reason I don't like, I don't bet Michigan here is, as, you know, Greg talked about, uh, Florida State's, you know, length and ability to play defense just because anyone fits. And then, you know, Michigan's had a couple of favorable matchups to this point. You know, obviously the first round they play a 16 seed. And then last round they play LSU, who likes to get out and run. Well, so is Michigan. Um, When they play against Florida State, they're going to be, they're going to have to execute their half court offense. And without Isaiah Livers out there, um, who's, you know, an important piece to their both offense and defense, you know, it's going to be harder for them to execute against the team that, We'll make them pay if they if they don't do that. Yeah, I just have to say here, uh, Matt, this is interesting because I'm looking at the Montana Sports Betting app right now, and right now it's got Florida State plus 105, Michigan minus 167. Again, the the, the point spread is what we talked about earlier here, but this does kind yeah. of feel like it's it's a tease to get on Florida State at this point with that odd. I agree. I mean, is there anyone that wants? That one's Michigan. Um, That's why I'm surprised Montana sports betting hasn't changed this yet. Cause I figured Florida state would be the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And if something, if it feels weird, 
then I like to stay away from it because it means somebody knows something that I don't. And mm-hmm. and like, like we talked about earlier, these are clashing styles. You know, Michigan wants to get out and run and be up up tempo, and Florida State they they want to keep keep everything in the half court. So, you know, whoever can can control the pace of this game, I think, can really dictate um, the outcome here. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting uh, as we are with Matt Keyweed from the Montana Standard as we are talking Montana sports betting here. Uh, Matt, uh, looking at another game here, is uh, I want to get to your best bet here in a little bit, but is there another game here that you like so far here? You know, I like another game that feels too easy, you know, Syracuse versus Houston, but I really like the way Syracuse is playing right now, and, and it makes sense that they're improving so much because, you know, the, 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 you know, they play the zone. Obviously everybody knows that. And, you know, with these complex zone defenses, and I'm not saying two, three zone is super complex, but you know, the way Jim Beheim runs it, the communication is, is so, is so important along with continuity. And so without the preseason, you know, learning every, everyone, learning everyone's tendencies through zoom during the first portion of the season, um, only only playing in conference is weird, and so you know, and so come tournament time, nobody's seen a zone like you know played like Syracuse because Syracuse is only playing in the ACC minus a couple games, and then they're they're also improving on top of that, and so also you know it's been noted injury to the Houston backcourt, and I really really like to have a coaching and backcourt edge in the tournament, so uh, I'm going to ride with the the orange guys for Syracuse. All right, there you have it, folks. Matt, now let's get to your best bet of the weekend. What do you got? All righty. And then something I forgot to mention uh, with, the, with the last game, but it applies to this game too, and that is if you like a dog, I think you have to ask yourself, do I like them to win? Because especially with, with the team seasons on the line, you can watch a lot of you know dogs that are getting points. You can watch – the team that was covering and they were the right side the entire game and you, they'll become a loser during that last minute because they're going to foul until the very, very end because their season is coming to a close. And so um, that's why I, I just wanted to note, if you're like a dog, you should take a money line also because um, theoretically you should like them to win the game. And so transitioning to best bet, um, Greg, once again, Greg touched on it. I like the Oregon Ducks against USC. You know, this the line move on uh, on this game is is pretty wild. USC open two and a half point favorite. Uh, you know after they beat Kansas by one was it twenty thirty points. Early money came in on the Ducks. This line was a pick 'em by Wednesday morning, mm. and you have to assume that's you know professional money because who's betting? Uh, you know, was it Monday night or Tuesday night? Who's betting overnight lines during the week? Basically, <laughs> if you're not a professional. Um, since then, there's been some buyback on USC, and so this line is now USC minus one and a half. And so I believe the buyback on the Trojans is, you know, once again, due to the public's perception that Big Ten is, is garbage. And so Oregon's win against Iowa, it's whatever, right? You know, mm-hmm. but leading up to the game, what do we hear? Iowa, their defense is improving. Ten of the last eight games, they've allowed less than a point per possession. You know, the only team they laid an egg against were Michigan and, and Illinois. And then 
And then Oregon, coming off a 10-day layoff, you know, there was concern that they were going to get buried early in that game. So are we going to discount that you know, the Ducks could shake off the layoff, put up 95, and then hold the Hawkeyes to 80, which was um, four points below their season average? Um, so I, I really think uh, we're discounting a, a pretty good win by the Ducks there. And so you know, USC obviously defeated Oregon by 14 earlier this year. Mm-hmm. After the Ducks had been rolling, um, but that was and during that game. It was about a five-minute stretch at the beginning there, where the Trojans jumped out. It was fifteen to nothing or seventeen to nothing to open the game, which is pretty fluky. And then it was an even game after that. Similarly, last time those team two teams played last last season, Oregon won by nine points in double overtime, and the, so obviously the game was completely even until the final five minutes when the Ducks. Uh, took off on a 12-3 to run. So the last few times these coaches have squared off against each other, it's been like five-minute stretches that have decided the outcome. So, you know, the coaches know each other well, and when there's a lot of familiarity between coaching staffs, I like to side with who I believe is the better coach. And like I said earlier, the better backcourt. And so let's go with Dana Altman, Chris Duarte, LJ Figueroa, Will Richardson. And uh, Oregon Ducks, and I'm going to recommend them Moneyline, which unfortunately is minus 108. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kiwi joining yeah. us here on the Montana from the Montana Standard, and we're here discussing Montana sports betting as we get ready for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament. Matt, if people want to catch your latest column, sorry, latest column and your work, how can they do that? I'm at 406 mtsports.com and mtstandard.com. And then if you go to my Twitter at M-A-P-T-K-I-E-W-I-E-T-406, I'll have some pics on there and a, and a petition from change.org to get Bill Walton uh, to call this UC, USC Oregon game. Oh, man. Yeah, crazy Bill Walton, that old man. Um, <laughs> it's I, You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I am on the side, I will say this, Matt, and, I, and we'll see what happens, but I am on the side where I am not the biggest Bill Walton fan, but the reason why I say that is, and I give Dave Pash a ton of credit, but I look at it from the play-by-play side, and he would throw me completely off. Like I feel like I would be completely off my game every night if I ever did get the chance to call a game with Bill Walton. Yeah, I feel like ESPN, they have, they, I feel like what it feels like to me is that they had this plan to do this for a season where the, those two guys do their bit where Bill is just off the wall and Dave, you know, plays the straight man essentially. And, um, and it's just gone on for, for years and years and years. And Pash is just like, what has this become? <laughs> maybe he's, in, maybe he's enjoying it. It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> I think he does. Obviously, there's no way he wouldn't keep doing it, but uh, it is definitely entertainment for TV. That is for sure. We'll see if Matt can get that petition to go, and we'll see if Bill Walton will be calling that game. Uh, But, Matt, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate the insight as well. You enjoy the rest of your night. You enjoy the Sweet 16. Look forward to chatting with you next week. You as well. Always fun chatting, Anthony.